Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of the Press Play and Run Podcast with me, your host Ryan Miller, and my co-host Alison Jardin. How are you, Alison? I'm good, thank you. Looking forward to the last few days of work and then Christmas time. can hardly hide the excitement in your voice about the last few days of work. You can, you can tell. <laughs> it's burnout, I think. Alison's sitting with a mulled wine in her hand right now when she should be working. I'm only kidding. If you're her employer, that's not true. <laughs> How are you doing? How are things? Good, thanks. Yeah, no, in all seriousness, it's I'm kind of looking forward to having a wee bit of break from work and just getting out and enjoying running, catching up with people and some festive runs and parks runs yeah we've not really done very much running together actually since we last spoke i've seen you are you've been getting out to a few club sessions so you're meeting up with somebody from the press playing run community for last night's session as well so good to see your mileage creeping back up seeing the smile on your face and i think you alluded to it in a post that it's not like you're bursting out the door every night but you're enjoying every run when you get there so that must feel like another wee step in the right direction Yeah, I think so. And it's important to remember that. And I did mention it in one of my posts the other day about a lot of people I've spoken to separately and not like in a public forum have spoken about feeling the same. But I think at this time of year, it's actually quite common that, you know, well, like we say, it's burnout with work. It can be burnout with running. But just to remember that if it's not always going to be fun, there's going to be tough times. But what I've really found is running with other people, like you say, the club, uh, I love like our um, little group. We've got the Facebook press playing run now where you can just put a message in and say, hey, does anyone fancy a run tonight or a session? Just keep each other company. I saw Jace and Les did it on at the weekend there. I did it with Les last night and it just makes such a difference to have a bit of company. Yeah. Unfortunately, Leslie, one of the members of the press playing run community, had an experience through the week of being out running on her own in the dark and had an idiotic guy basically running towards her with a dog shouting, um, intimidating her. Horrendous. We've covered that ad nauseum in the podcast. I think everybody's aware of my feelings on it, uh, on guys doing better. And I've said before, it's in my own experience, it's really runners that cause the issue. It's, it's like that, a dog walker or somebody random outside the pub. Or, but it's just not good enough. It's horrendous. So I was delighted to see. Uh, Leslie actually sent me a wee message and said, do you mind if I put onto the Facebook space? Uh, to see if anybody fancies a run because she didn't want to do another run in the dark on her own. So delighted that she used the space for that. It's what it's intended for. And I would say to anybody else, don't even ask me. You don't need to ask me to do that. That's your space. If you're in the Press Playing Run Club on Facebook, that is a community space. It's yours, not mine. Just crack on and use it um, to create those connections and and organise those runs. But it looked like a great uh, interval session you did. It looked like a tasty speed number. Oh, it was something I'd never done before. Like that kind of... Uh, short burst, but it was so, really good. Uh, like micro, like micro yeah. VO2 max session, but loads really of reps. Good. Yep. So that was enjoyable. And again, something totally different from what I've done. So it's nice to kind of mix your sessions up if you can. Um, but speaking about the using the forum as well, another thing that I, I just remembered I'd seen, I think it was today, is obviously we're talking about 2024 now, races and, you know, meetups. And it's nice to see people using it as well to say, look, I'm going to this race. Does anyone fancy meeting up after? Because that it makes like the day more enjoyable as well. Yeah. So if everyone remembers to, well, you don't have to, but if people do fancy catching up, then just pop in and say what you're doing. Earlier in the year, we had a thread up there, actually like a poll thread where people could see the races that they were doing. And and it was really good to actually just have a good awareness of what was going on if you wanted to try something different or indeed who would be there in the day if you want to say hello and create that connection. So it's maybe something we can look at doing and Mm -hmm. pinning again. It takes a wee bit of upkeep to take them off after they've been 
uh, after the race has been. Maybe we need to add a date or something. But that's workable. I think we can we can definitely do that as well. I've got time for admin at the moment because moving running has been very minimal. I've had this hamstring issue and I spoke about it. It was before the ultra I did it. Actually, I had the, the incident was a speed session mm. and I was running away last rep, pulled up with my hammy a bit. But I didn't think it was in as deep. I just don't think I've committed enough to the rest and the rehabilitation of it. And it just keeps cropping back up at the in the background, niggling. Did a long run on Sunday with some people from Newton and Campus Lang. I had a great run, really enjoyed it, but was really struggling on the Monday. So I'm officially committing to the bit of recovering this before January comes. And if that means I can't do the Tilly 10k, then so be it. I'll see how I feel towards that point. But I'm taking some proactive steps instead of just hoping it gets better. I've been taking care of that icing bit of that elevation stuff. I was at a Align Pilates today with Angela Walker, who's the Lululemon Pilates ambassador for Glasgow. So she's the sort of yoga slash Pilates ambassador. And she's been kind enough. She's invited me down loads of times before, but I've always found a reason not to go because like everybody else, you get nervous walking into that space. But today the studio was closed. So I had a one-to-one almost like PT session and Angela did some specific work in and around hamstring, glute strength and seeing all the imbalances. So we're going to do a wee bit of work and she's going to help me to prepare not only for London, but also for the Chicago Marathon because you saw Alison. I got yes. a place in a world major <laughs> ballot. So two stars in one year incoming. So definitely got work to do and make sure I've got that strength, that core strength. And Angela was very, very kind to sort of open her studio doors. Beautiful studio she has in Tannockside, just right on the periphery of between Glasgow and Lanarkshire. Uh, but stunning place. So I'm going to put out a wee bit of content about that and you'll see it coming. So, so exciting though to be preparing for two marathons in a year after only running one ever. I know. So tell us. So this was just through the general ballot, wasn't it, for Chicago? Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and I had a wee gut feeling that I was going to get a place in Berlin. I don't know why. I just thought this is going to be the year I get a Berlin place. And then it didn't come through. And as usual, you're like, oh, well, I've got London. And you had London to fall back mm-hmm. on. So you feel greedy, don't want to be too disappointed. And then the very next day, I got an email. I actually panicked because I got an email from Chicago saying, your application's been selected, but there's been an issue with your payment method. I was like, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm not in because like my card's declined or something's happened? So there was a link on it and it said you can click in and update your card details. And for some reason, like the expiry date of my card had gone to like two, 2030 something <laughs> um, instead of what it should have been. So I went in and fixed that. And about four hours later, I got another email through saying I have my place. So there was a brilliant crowd going as well from Scotland. There and, is, isn't there? Yeah, two of our good friends, Mikey and Kirsten, mm-hmm. are, are going as well. But I've seen so many different people that have got places. It's just going to be a uh, it's going to be an absolute dream. You know, I was actually hoping to go to London to run good for age and qualify for Chicago 25. For the following year, yeah. Yeah, so that's taking any real time pressure. I'll still want to do well. It's taking the time pressure of having to get a time out of London and I'm going to be doing Chicago anyway, so I'm thrilled. Oh, I know. I'm so excited for you. Like you, I said this before, it's just it's such a great city. I think you've been, haven't you? I have. I've been yeah, in, uh-huh. when I was 25. Yeah. 
So, you know, you're going to love it. And I think it always makes it a bit more special when there's like a small group of you going as well. And I'm sure as time goes on, what happens when we did Boston was you end up with like a group on Instagram or Facebook and, you know, from all over. And it's great to like put faces to names when you get there and maybe yeah. get a shakeout running things. So, no, I'm so excited for you. So that's two majors in a year. I how know. things escalate. I know. I'll have to sell a kidney. I remember saying to you, just I thought you were going to say a kid. A kid. Well, listen, if the kidney doesn't go for a high enough price, we might need to move on to a kid. <laughs> I'm not choosing one. Not live on air. Um, but no, absolutely made up. It'll be an absolute dream. Who would have thought a year ago that this is where we end up from 5Ks to multiple marathons? I know, but no, and you know, the good thing as well is they're quite well spaced out. So it gives you like the two main, well, a spring and an autumn, and then you can fit races in between part runs, social runs. So yeah. I think it's worked out perfectly. Yeah. So my, I've got my plan set for London. I've started the planning for the return of the press plane run, long runs, yeah. uh, which will begin on Sunday, the 7th of January. Routes will be posted in the Press Plane Run Facebook space and on the Strava group. So that's the only two places that you'll be able to find information on the routes if you're interested in coming along. We've said this before, but if it's your first time listening, huge range of paces. So it's all abilities. We don't all run as one big group because people need different things from it, but it's an inclusive, welcoming space. You, you've maybe seen the reel that came out from Christmas that Emily put together for us. That's the atmosphere. That has been the atmosphere of every run so far. That's what we'll be carrying into the new year. So get yourself in there. We'll accept you into that group uh, and join in. Get over the threshold. Get some route planning done. And I'm just looking forward to getting going, but I need to get my hamstring right. And that's going to be okay. that. I'm going to build some of this Pilates work in because that was the deepest stretch I've ever had in my life, doing that and using the reformer stuff. It, it's like, looks like medieval torture instruments when you walk in but Angela was really patient with me guided me through didn't laugh at me my shaky hamstrings every time I had to straighten them so I think it'll be really beneficial actually to incorporate some of that moving forward I think it's two important things there there's knowing when to take the break to recover and be ready to start again and we're bad at that aren't we a lot of us just keep going and going and going I think when you are away to start a training block which if you're doing a spring marathon you are you really need to be conscious if something's just not quite right now is the time it's a time where you're busy with other things anyway so if you're not going to run it's perfect um and then i guess the other thing that we all don't like to do is stretch yeah. and if it's stretching if it's pilates all or rolling i mean i'm advising but i'm terrible at doing it myself but it's the one thing like you're saying and i've noticed it this past maybe year it's those are the things that will stop you getting injured when you're away to yeah. this huge training block so no, I, yes running's great but there's more to it if you want to keep progressing beyond a mm. level you need to do something different and this is definitely the depth of stretch is different to anything i've ever done before i've done a bit of yoga recently as well and that's also really good and i spoke to ian Ian runs in cycles yeah. about this because he's been going to livingston um and doing a bit there and you feel like a fish up a tree when you've not been mm -hmm. doing it. you're you're a runner in your head you're a runner you're a cyclist and you think everybody else can do it it's the same as joining anything new but the progress comes just the same so definitely going to try and incorporate a bit more of it between that the strength and conditioning that high rocks has brought on that that's a whole change of approach to running 
from where I was last year. We're a year into the podcast journey, practically. You know, we'll be a year in January. That was 2,600 kilometres, I think I've clocked for the year. Wow. The year before was 800. That intensifying of everything needs something different to sustain mm-hmm. it and make sure the body can cope. But that that sort of brings on to today's uh, podcast. It's a bit of a different lilt this week because it's High Rocks focused with a world champion, an age group world champion, somebody at the very tippy top of the sport. So Sam Bilby is going to be joining me. I did that interview myself with Sam. It is absolutely essential listening if you're going to do High Rocks, I would say, if you're new to it, if you're wondering what it's about. But there is so much in there for just running and a runner. Sam's an incredible runner as well. One of my favourite chats I've had just because of the spontaneity of it all. So I'm really looking forward to to people hearing that. And please do get in touch. Let us know what you think of the episode. Give Sam a follow and just let's keep that kind of energy going. Thank you for the incredible support from Alison and from myself. It's been a year that's in some senses felt like it's lasted 10 years. And another, it's the blink of an eye. I can't believe it's only been a year sometimes, but the growth has been more than I think could have dared hope for from you in the first episode right through to where we're at now. I know, it's now. crazy. It really is. I was thinking that the other day. I thought, wow, this year started off with me being the first guest and obviously now I'm co-host. But it's so much more than just the podcast, which is amazing, but it's everything that it's brought about. And I know when you started this, it was to bring a community together, but I imagine that you probably didn't even think that we'd be where we are now. No, well, I mean, selfishly, I started this because I wanted to talk to good runners about running, good everyday runners, and hear their voices and hear their stories. Um, I wanted to get better, so there's there's always a selfish aspect. If I didn't want to hear from them, I wouldn't have started. The community bit grows off the back of it, and then that's where I think probably that bit caught my heart as to why you keep going. You start it for something, but you keep going for another reason. Yeah. Uh, and through this week, there's been an overwhelming amount of messages on social media about the place of the podcast and people's running and actually in their wider life now with the connections and friendships. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty rubbish, and I know this, at responding to them because I don't know what to say. Yes, you're not but, good at taking a compliment. No, it makes me uncomfortable. It generally <laughs> makes me... But I can't tell people how much... I do tell them privately, I message them privately rather than respond publicly, how much that means to hear. It is, I was sitting looking through some of them with Nicola last night, we were having a chat about it. It genuinely fills me with pride, but it actually fills me more with happiness for the people that are making those connections Mm -hmm. because it's becoming its own thing. You lose a bit of control of it and that's okay. So I'm so grateful to you as well, Alison. You've been Although you're on now as the the co-host, outwardly people see that and hear it. You've been at my back from day one, along with that sort of core group of people that have helped me organise everything that's happened. There's never been a solo effort, any of this. So between the support from you, Lululemon, but mostly I want to just say a huge thank you to the people that have listened, subscribed, shared it, reviewed it, because these are the things that get the podcast noticed, keep that momentum going and make it all worthwhile. So I hope you all have a really nice, peaceful Christmas. Never the easiest time of year for everybody. We're well, well aware of that. Have as good a time as you possibly can and know that there's people out there for you. If you're maybe not in that great place yourself, reach out. Don't be isolated. There is a community that's willing here to wrap around you. If all else fails, we can get out for a run together. Sounds good. And I think that's practically all I've got to say for this week. I I don't think we need to go any deeper than that. I'm going to chuck the episode over to my conversation with Sam Bilby. So we'll share in the episode description. You'll find links to Sam's profile, to the uh, profile that she recommends. But there's, there's a lot in this episode. So if you know somebody who's doing High Rocks, 
toying with high rocks or just wants to get into the gym to actually complement their running. This doesn't need to be about competing in high rocks. Sam's going to speak in this episode a lot about how you do the bit in the gym to complement the running and vice versa. Get this in their ears. Let's pass it on to somebody. Have yourself a brilliant Christmas. Alison, I will see you soon. I will speak to everybody in the new year. See you on 2024. Bye. Let's go. And press play and run are bread and butters elevating the voices of everyday runners. Occasionally, though, we're blessed with the chance to speak to athletes that have taken their journey to the next level and mixed it with the elites in their field. And today, we get the chance to pick the brain of a current world champion. Sam Bilby's an outstanding runner in her own right, with more than 25 years spent working in the fitness industry and a background in coaching runners and hybrid athletes. With High Rocks making waves in the functional fitness world, attracting runners and gym goers alike, Sam's burst onto the scene as one of the most accomplished athletes in the game, claiming the age group world record and championship crown alongside a slew of outstanding performances. She's so good, in fact, that I'm almost certain to get better at this High Rocks malarkey just by speaking to her. Isn't that right? Welcome to Press Play and Run, Sam Bilby. How are you, Sam? Yes, you are. You are going to be my new protégé. Um, thanks for having me. I'm treating it like I'm going to get better by osmosis just by listening to you. It's going to make me suddenly better at this game. Just just by me giving you some tips, it will definitely, definitely help. I don't even want tips. I just want to actually, by dint of having a conversation, something happens to me and I start to enjoy the gym. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Um, but before we get to High Rocks, Sam, because High Rocks is a new thing and exercise, running, fitness is very much not a new thing for you. So I know what I know through your Instagram, through a good deep dive into the Instagram, but I'm a bit keen to hear about, I suppose, the background and particularly focused in the, in the beginning and your running. Where did that kick off? When did it go from being out for a jog to start to huh. compete and some of the, the levels that you've reached? So talk me through just the background into your running and maybe your journey into that exercise and functional fitness space. I've always been, I've always been, in, I've always taught. So ever since leaving school, A-levels, straight into teaching, um, gym work, teaching classes, everything really from body pump to specific run classes to, you know, old school step and you know, aerobics and legs, bums, tums, and always had clients that, because I was an okay runner, wanted to hire me for running specifically. That's how it started. I didn't start racing again until I was probably in my early 40s and just went along to park run, you know, as you guys do. We all love park run. Um, best run and, of the week. Um, yeah, and uh, it's, the, it's the best day of the week, isn't it? And I got approached by a new club that said, do you want to come and run for us? And um, I thought, yeah, actually, I fancy getting back into racing again because I love racing and competing. And that was the start of that, that journey, really. Let's fill in a couple of blanks from it then. You're talking about coaching people to run. When When was this? When would you have done that at the earliest? When would you have started coaching runners? Ooh. We used to do a class on treadmills called Tread R, which was Tread Runners. Um, and it was a gym-based class. We had about, I don't know, probably 15 treadmills maybe. And the classes were stacked out. We'd, we'd have every single treadmill packed um, and they'd all do my session, obviously yeah. at their own level. And it was such a great class. And um, then, you know, we, we'd do a little bit of roads, road and a little bit of, um, you know, cross country. But the, yeah, the tread, the tread our class was, was oh, probably 20 years ago. Okay, and when, when did the one-to-one -one run coaching start happening? As a child, I was always a runner. I was an 800-meter runner. I've just, it's always been a passion. I've always loved yeah. it. You know, a lot of people can't get their head around 
how how we can love running. Yeah, I know. You know can they? Sometimes I can't get my head around why I love it. But the reason I ask, I suppose, is because I now speak to people in the regular of runners of all abilities that have a coach, you know, for to meet their goals. And some of them are run related, some of them are lifestyle related, whatever it might be. It's not an uncommon thing. But even when I started running 2016, 17, I didn't know anybody that wasn't like full on club vest that didn't have a coach. It just, there seems to have been an explosion in that side of people tapping into coaching. Is that something you've sort of seen from the other lens as a coach? Yeah, I mean, I mean, now I'm inundated with people who want um, a running coach, obviously High Rock specific now. Um, I think it's, a, I think it's a, it's an, it's a cheaper option, isn't it, than having a personal trainer. So most of us runners are, we're self-motivated, aren't we? We get up in the mornings, it's cold, it's wet, it's windy. We still go out, don't we? Yeah. Do we? Yeah. We do We still go out yeah. and we do our run. You know, most of us are not fair weather runners. We are out in all conditions. You know, we've got the kit and we've got the head torches. So that intrinsic motivation is there for me to run. I don't need a coach to run. I'm going to run probably five days a week, irrespective of having a coach. But I see so many people getting so much from it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have lots. And, you know, I'm a coach and I have a coach. I think uh, it's the same with personal trainers. I think if you really want to be, you know, seriously at a performance level, regardless of what your background is, you still need a coach. I still need that accountability. And I see it in all my clients. You know, they're the same. Um, they like the structure. They like the planning. They like someone else to tell them what to do. So that they can, yeah, like you said, tick the box. Um, yeah. And just that accountability, which, you know, even I need. Yeah. And it takes some of the thinking out of the, what will I do today? That's a pain. Sometimes yeah. stepping out the door, what kind of run will I do? Otherwise, everything for me yeah. used, used to end up just being the same pace run all the time. And that's exactly it, isn't it? We need to tick all these boxes. We need to be doing hills through the winter. We need to be doing speed when it's appropriate. We need to be doing the threshold, the tempos, you know the long steadies, there's so many boxes that need ticking. Um, but if you just go out ad hoc, it's likely to be, oh, I'm just going to plod for my, you know, my 30, yeah. 40, whatever it is. So, yeah. Or, or, or even worse, what I used to do is try and PB every single run. <laughs> all that. It, all that. It's just, it's going on Strava, so I need to run exactly. faster, you know. Exactly. This is supposed to be an easy run, but it goes on Strava and it just takes out that easy run, doesn't it? I mean, it's just... It's, People just love that. The old, out, out for an easy 5K, 19 minutes. Yeah. Like, right? <laughs> that is so true. Easy 5K, sub, you know, I'm just PB'd. Yeah. 185, a heart rate for the whole run. Yep, just an easy little 5K. That's the Strava world. And now we've got Strava DMs, so we'll see what that brings. People coming into your DMs to say, that wasn't easy. That'll be my DMs. Somebody will be coming into mine. But you also said that you got the urge to, or somebody approached you to say, do you fancy running with us? Who's us? What's the club you're running for now? Springfield Striders. So I'm Chelmsford, I'm in Essex. Um, and at the time, I can't say at the time, that's not fair. They are a very good club, but we had a lot of um, quality runners um, so it was it was an obvious choice, really. In preparation for this, I'd go through and have a look through your Strava and just see what I can glean from it. You've got some handy... Not a lot. Well, no, you've got handy highlights, so that's always nice because that takes me on a bit of a step journey through. So I can see from 2022, a lot of club races and obviously their highlights, so I'm seeing the good bits, I'm seeing the PBs, but you, you're from there, we're getting increasingly quick 
from 2022 and there seems to have been a real progression at that whatever age and stage you're at there and that's probably I came later to the running something I often wonder about is would I have been faster if I started younger I always say the same if I can run I'm, I'm 49 um and I've within the last year run of what a 36 50 10k what could I have done if I'd have done this done this type of training you know 10 15 years ago yeah um you know what can you achieve so i think it is down to getting the training right for that specific body type and it's you know not one rule fits all what works for me doesn't work for you but it's finding what works and regardless of age if you if you get it right you can get the they still get the gains i'm glad you said your age because i would never have asked you outwardly but you are the age group world champion for high rock so we were going to have to broach that at some point you've just taken an awkward bit out from me so i thank you for that a little doff of the cap to you there <laughs> your own exercise and coaching have always been wrapped up in each other you've not come to one late you've sort of done that practically your whole adult working life and high rocks so for those who don't know what high rocks is and i'm sure there will be a few people living in a cave that have, have not seen it somewhere on their feet high rocks is a functional fitness competition based around running and some prescribed movements and um, there are stations eight one kilometer reps with stations functional fitness stations interspersed so i'm dipping my toe in for the first time in manchester in january are you i'll be there you're at everything, Sam, so that's not a surprise yeah. to me. But what I mean is I'll be there and my eyes will be on you. That's okay as long as you want to be looking in the same spot for a while as I try and burpee not really broad jump anywhere, crawl my way along. But the, the reason for me signing up for it was very much about my running. So I did my first marathon in May. I'm doing, I'm doing London in April. The thing that probably hampered me from maximising was strength and endurance and just all the things... I've, oh, I've never been a fan of the gym. I've never done much strength and conditioning and it caught up with me on, on the day. Last 10, 10k or so was like, don't remember it, brutal um, for me. So I wanted to go to the gym and I thought something like High Rocks has got a competitive bit that will drive me to get to the gym. So this has all been to sort of support the running. Then I get to the gym, Sam, and I go, oh my fucking God, this is so hard. <laughs> Okay, we've got we've got to step back now because strength and conditioning and runners. I mean, how many listeners are doing both? I I I would say just the weird well, ones. <laughs> you need to do a poll. I would say proper strength and conditioning. It's, it would it would not be even fifty percent. I mean, you, a few runners do a few body weight squats, don't they? And um, perhaps think that's a tick in the box. But I, I, as you were one of those runners that had never been in the gym and um, realised what you're missing out on. <laughs> well, and I've also met I've met my alter egos in the gym. I've met the the gym bunnies that don't run that are doing high rocks and they are hating their life every time they have to go and run. So that's actually been really enlightening and a, a friend of mine has signed up for in Glasgow and she is like bodybuilder. She's been bodybuilder and done the whole shebang, competed at that and is now like dipping her toe into running for a, a, in, in the, the pain when she has to run. She goes in and gravitates towards like the dumbbells and the free weights and I go in and just try and sidle towards the treadmill. This is what we do in the gym. We just never the two she'll meet. So you you must be seeing both sides of that on a regular basis from the people that you're coaching. Yeah, I mean, they they I would say probably 90% of clients now are high rocks clients. Um, and, you know, it, it's the hybrid, isn't it? Hybrid sports, it's hybrid fitness racing. You have to be strong as you are becoming to be aware. 
and you have to be a decent runner. It still, I believe, is a runner's event. If running is your background, you guys, or you know, all your all your listeners, it, it's definitely something you should look at getting into if you like that sort of functional fitness and, and, and like the strength side as well. It's definitely yeah. a running sport. Well, I, I see things obviously before High Rocks, before I knew what High Rocks was, the things that I would notice would have to have exploded in that world for, for, for it even to hit my radar, because I'm not out looking for, you know, functional fitness type events, but CrossFit, obviously, I mean, you do, you put Netflix on, loads of CrossFit documentaries, so you see that type of explosion in that, and looking at that as a runner, I'm thinking, no, no danger, that looks so technical um, in terms of like, the movements and the thresholds, that's just never going to be a thing. What I would say about the start of the High Rocks journey is there's nothing in the movements that scares me. It's just the fact of not having the strength and having, you can literally, if you are a runner, get in there and start the day you go. You could do a full simulation if you had the energy and the strength to get there. Yeah, you could. Absolutely right. If you if you can run, it's, it's one kilometre reps, you know, and it's, I roughly think it's, for me personally, it's half marathon pace. So we're not talking fast one kilometer reps, half marathon pace, roughly, supersetted with eight functional fitness strength-based exercises. So a bit like hit training. That's when I tell people what your half marathon pace is, though. It's actually not that great. Um, it actually <laughs> is, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that it's as good as my 10k pace. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a shorter distance runner. I always used to say that I was a heavy runner. So I'm like 62 kilos, which is, as you will appreciate, for a female, is not light. Um, and I used to race against, you know, 45, 55 kilo girls. And, I, and so I've always been a heavy runner. I've always had that strength sort of background and that strength build. So, yeah, I think shorter distance is definitely better for me. Sam, 62 kilos is my left leg. I think actually one of my <laughs> trainers might wear that. But I, well, I've already learned... <laughs> female runner it's definitely not like uh, but i don't know because all the female runners beat me as well so i wouldn't worry about that either i've already learned something though because you're saying that's an interesting thing that you're saying to me half marathon pace on the runs because running is a probably the bit of high rocks i've thought about least because i run with a club and i do my sessions so that i'm almost letting the running bit take care of itself i'm used to doing 1k reps and but now that you're saying that, I would definitely have yeah. in my head been setting out at faster than half marathon pace and probably yeah. blowing up. And you will blow up, yeah, 100%. 100% you will. Don't do yeah. that. This is my yeah. top tip. Okay. It, it's, it, you have to treat it like um, a half marathon. I mean, and everybody, you know what it's like when you get to the start line of a road race. You know, that first 800 metres, you look at the watch, don't you? And you look at the splits and you think, oh, I'm going to bank... I'm going to bank some time here. This is way faster than race plan, but I feel great. I'm going to bank, I'm going to bank it. It doesn't work. 99% of the time, it doesn't work. You, you come unstuck. You're going to blow up. It's going to feel really uncomfortable, and it's the same with high rocks. You have to pace it. Um, if you hit that first kilometre hard, don't stick to the race plan. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. And it's a good metric because most runners will understand roughly what the half marathon pace is. So it's a good way to think mm. about that perceived effort of what that feels like for you. Yeah, slow it down. It will feel, the first couple of runs will feel really easy, but that's how it should feel in a half marathon, right? Yeah. You're not hanging, are you, from mile one to, um, some of us perhaps are, but you know, you shouldn't be hanging at that point. It no. should feel, this is easy. And that's exactly the same with high rocks. Did you have a background in 
this sort of functional fitness type competitive scene before Hyrox, like whatever the predecessor to Hyrox would have been. I know I saw something on your on on a bio of yours like turf games and and I've seen these things creep up or have they all come at the sort of same time? All come at the same time really because I think previous to High Rocks it was like you said CrossFit and that yeah. never interested me at all. Just the the injury side has, has never I've never been interested. So fitness racing is relatively new, isn't it? And obviously yeah. High Rocks has just bl- burst onto the scene and blown every other fitness competition out of the water. I know it's it's, it, it's gone from in my mind from zero to like sold out every event mm-hmm. seems to sell out within days and some of them actually Hour. on some of them on the day yeah some of them hours so your first higher rocks am I right in thinking that was Manchester it was Manchester last yeah January yes well, only in um, January yeah yeah. W- yeah that's what I've got in my notes actually January mm-hmm. That is that's madness. I haven't even been doing this for a year. Wow. I know, I know. Wow. Sam, that coincides with the podcast, like when the podcast started, and I can't believe it's been that amount of time because so much has happened in between. It must feel very similar for you, but it would be fair to say your first high rocks went okay. It did. So with high rocks, you do what's called a simulation. So it is a run through from run one through to the wall balls, which is station eight. So you do your eight kilometer runs. In, in exactly the same order so you do your you know your skier you do your sled push sled pull and so on and you that's a full simulation and you obviously put it on stopwatch you get a time and I did it and thought perhaps I was doing something wrong because the time came up pretty close to the world record and I thought perhaps I am doing something wrong um you, you just don't know do you um <clears throat> but obviously on the day when the climb went off no, I'm just laughing because you're saying you just don't know. No, you're right. I absolutely bloody don't know what it's like to just do a little chain run and go, God, that was nearly a world record. That's never happened, Sam, ever. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't I wasn't, I wasn't sure, but it was close. I didn't say to anybody, I'm going for it or, you know, I think I can get it. I just thought I'll see what happens on the day. And um, yeah, it felt. Okay. I need I, I need to go back, though, because you've done a simulation. How far out from the event was the simulation? When do you do that? Um, it was probably about four weeks out. Okay. But so, I had been training. It was the t- it was my heart the hardest training block that I can honestly say I've ever <laughs> experienced in my life. It was a real shock to the system. And were you being coached for this? Were you being coached yes. for this? So did your yeah. coach know the time that you pulled in the simulation? Was was your coach there? Yeah. He or she there? Yeah. Yeah. And had you no idea before you did the simulation that this might even be in the ballpark? Not really no I think don't believe you don't believe you don't believe you I think the world record was maybe 68 and I thought I was gonna I thought I would try for a for a 77 so one hour 17 is what I had in mind yeah and the world record was about 68 so I you know I don't and you beat it by like a minute you beat it by like a minute and five seconds or a minute and a half, something so, like yeah. that. It's, it's really hard to, when you're doing the high rocks training because, like you say, the runs feel, you you run them far faster, don't you? The yeah. one kilometre run, you run fast as you would like um, an effort on an, on an effort. If you were doing seven or eight by one kilometre, you'd be running those really fast. That's what I've been doing, um, yeah. Yeah, and so it, it, it is, it's hard to know until you do that simulation exactly where you're at. That's insane. It's just an insane... Mm-hmm for your first time through it as well and on the day and I know 
as I've said there, I've watched High Rocks. I've spoken to plenty of people now that have competed in it. It's not the technicality of the movements per se. You can almost drill them and train them, but you've got to navigate the stations, the rock zone, the count your loops, and to do all that on your first time round and have that yeah. performance is phenomenal. Yeah, you're right. For anyone getting into High Rocks, it's the, you have to, I always say, I can't do maths and run. It's just a standard thing. I can't, I can't do maths and run it. For me, if I'm trying to work out minute miles into kilometers, I just cannot do it. So having to count laps, I know it's very easy. It sounds so silly, but having to count one and three quarter laps or two and a half on the first lap and then, um, you just think, how is this going to work? And I had people in, in that were watching telling me, you've done one lap. Yeah. You need to go around two more times and then come in. It was it was that sort of thing on the first one. From the marathon, yeah. you're saying you can't run and count. I can't run or count. But in, <laughs> in the marathon, honestly, all, all ability to do any rational, easy mathematics, just go. And I'm like, if I can... <laughs> If I do this many minutes, I'll get this sub. I'm like, is that, if I get three Ks at three miles, I was gone. I was completely gone. So the, okay, okay, I'm so glad you were saying the same thing because I just thought it was me. The running, running maths. The running mind does not calculate numbers in a believable fashion. <laughs> Actually, my static mind struggles with some of that. Um, so Manchester world record, uh, fair to say a lot of hype comes off the back of that i mean you're you're thrust into the limelight of that world and albeit at that time that was probably just the kindling of high rocks and it's just got bigger and bigger and bigger since you are it's fair to say a household name in that world now anybody who's in because you're at you're basically winning every age group event that you go to yeah i haven't been beaten in age group yet but I, I, it's it's hard isn't it because i still want to be able to compete as an as an you know as just as a but you are competing. I mean, you're hitting podiums and fourth places against people literally half your age. Yeah. That's amazing. And they love that. And they, um, I, I actually think that they love it because the sport is really all-encompassing. It's the most friendly sport I think I've ever been involved in. The, the women are, you know, really, they want you to achieve. They want you to succeed. And they want you to do really well. And, and um, it's really nice and refreshing, actually. <laughs> That's not been my experience of it so far in the gym. There's, it's not been negative either. It's not been negative, right? But there's a big functional fitness area in the gym that I've joined and it's very busy. And clearly you can see the people that are training for high rocks because they're all doing roughly the same things. No mm -hmm. chat, no conversation. Nobody talks to each other, headphones in. And maybe it's because really? there's no group classes or anything like that. It's everybody doing their own thing. But I've, I've been going... I've been going very regularly for weeks now. Nay chat. It's the opposite okay. of a round club. Oh, really? So if you came to my gym and I was very obvious, as you said, who's doing high rocks, I would be straight over to you saying, which one have you signed up for? You know, any anyone who's doing high rocks in my gym, I'm like straight over there. Sam, I'd be telling you to piss off once I saw your time. I'd be like, go away and leave me alone. Don't even try and do the wall balls beside me. Leave me alone. <laughs> I get, I've actually had loads and loads. It's a really supportive community on Instagram, actually. The the couple yeah. of times I've posted, actually, you were one of them who yeah. come back and say, here's a wee tip. And, and these things, when people do that, I, I don't know, maybe others would think I better not give advice. I'm like, throw all your unsolicited advice my way because if you've done it, I can learn from it. Absolutely. Why would you not? It's not because it's not just running. There's so much to know about it. And so many ways you can really balls 
it up, you know, you need to, yeah, people are sharing all the time, I thought. No, it's, fanta- it's fantastic. I've added quite a few people on Instagram from that world. I'll delete them all as soon as I'm finished and get back to runners, but it's okay. So we've got Manchester. That happens. World record happens. Age group win happens. How many events have you had since? Do you keep count? Are you quite stats-based? No, I'm not sure. So the first race was an open, because you you were aware there's an open and a pro yeah. level. Um, I'm hoping you've gone in open. Uh, yes, I was trying to get into the ladies open, they just wouldn't let me. <laughs> because the, the, the pro is like a different sport, it's like running a 5k, you know, or, or being in, I don't know, decathlon is completely different. Um, the pro is, it's heavy, I mean, it's really, really And you're heavy. not allowed to wear a t-shirt, apparently, if you're a guy in the pro. Yeah, as minimal clothes as possible. Exactly. Short shorts, no t-shirt. Um, and, you know, they all, everyone looks very fit. But saying that, it, it is all-encompassing. And it, you have got, you've got the elites racing alongside, as, as we do on a road race. You yeah. know, you have really talented runners running alongside, you know, couch to 5K. That, it's, it, is, it is that sort of sport, you, you know. On the yeah. start line, you could be up against anyone. Uh, the only thing is, though, when you're doing it with in that running world, you only see them at the start, and then you don't see them again till the end. And high rocks are going to keep looping you, so you would see them quite a bit. I'm prepared for it. Yeah. So, the, so the loops you you'll either have anything between a two and a three lap course. So you know, three hundred meter loops maybe. The faster runners are coming past quite often. I'm not letting you off the hook, though. Come on, you must tell me the other ones that you've won for age group because um, there have been many. Wh- well, I've, I have I've won them all, but um, it, I, I know. The next, one that sticks in my mind is Barcelona because that's where I did my first pro, which was again. It doesn't matter how much you think you're prepared to run in the pro. When you get there, it just feels so much heavier. The lactic kicks in so quick. But I did win my age group there. I think I came fourth or fifth overall, and then I broke the pro age group world record as well. And the difference for people who are unaware is actually, it's not the running bit that's the same. It's the weights involved in the uh, functional movement. So the sled's heavier, the wall ball's heavier. And do you have to hit that top target in the pro as well? No, same target, but same 100 target. reps. Okay, 100 reps. Okay, yep. So it's a weight. That's the difference in there. And actually, I see a lot of people signing up for doubles, mixed doubles. That's, but even in that, the the, the the ladies are doing the men's weights. And the, so I, I thought that might be my route in. And then I realised it wasn't going to save me. So I just went, just went for it. And well, <laughs> if you're going mixed doubles, the man has to be a stronger athlete than the female. That's that's the only, that's, yeah. you know, that's all... That's, people have shouted a lot with me then but i would have enjoyed the run with them though that would have been absolutely fine so sam tell me about the what when does a high rock season run i see you uh, referring to it as a season quite loosely but it, it seems to me season, it just keeps it, growing it, but it seems to it seems to world championships happens that should be the end of the season and then a couple of weeks later it, everyone's back racing in rimini um in italy so there is a season my season sort of runs now from october through to june early june is world champs um and then i'll take time off time off time off or 
focused have you sort of moved away from the running for running sake if you like is everything high rocks focused just because of the success you're having well well i've just actually this week started a four-week block of, of just trying to increase my running again so just more volume lots of long easy easy <laughs> i'm not racing strava easy runs um just just trying to just get some more volume in really yeah yeah, I think that I, I, when I'm high rocks training, I probably only run 16, 15, 16 miles a week. 15, 16, is that what you said? Yeah, one, one five, one six. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought you said 50 or 60. I was going to say, Jesus Christ, I'm no. not even running that in the marathon no, no. block. <laughs> no, exactly. So I'm I'm trying this week. I'm on, I'm already, I'm on about, I'll be on about 30. 33 35 miles by the end of this week yeah um and then i'm just going to increase that over the next i've got three week three more weeks that, just try and push that money up you know what that's like yeah i mean i i love the running i just have found a groove with it in the last few years and i need it as much as i enjoy it and i enjoy it as much as i need it now it's it's a nice place to be i don't feel the same still about the gym but this is keeping me going and something to aim for is just essential for me to to have that again it's just that accountability check you need to go because you're making a date of yourself if you don't you still have the love for running just for running sake do you still get the same benefits even though are you all about now optimizing for high rocks yeah no I've, I've really enjoyed last week and this week just getting back into running just running what i love about running is and if you're not a runner i don't think they get it you know i don't know you but we could go for a run tomorrow couldn't we and we could go out for probably one or two hours and because we've got the common interests of running, there's always a conversation to be had. It's just, I, I love that running community that you can just hook up with, you know, anybody and, and get yeah. some miles done. That's more important sometimes than the actual run itself. We started a, a run club associated with the podcast. So I am a run ambassador for Lululemon in Glasgow and yeah. started the run club there. And we had 37 people rocking up on Sunday for a long run together, chatting away and in the snow and the ice, just turning up. And as you said, they don't know yeah. each other. They're nervous as hell turning up. But before you know it, you've done, you know, an hour and 20 minutes with a group of four people you don't know and blethered the whole yeah. way around. It's just amazing. It's That's that's yeah. a, that's what I mean when I say I think probably I don't feel that same sense of camaraderie in a gym, mm. but... I don't think the kind of commercial gym I go to is maybe the place for that either. I think so. And I think you're 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 specifically talking about the gym. I think if you got into the high rocks community, you would feel the same same thing yeah. that you you feel in the running community. Yeah, I get it that perhaps gyms aren't that welcoming and they're in an intimidating place. But the high rocks community is is yeah. the same. Isn't it? It's not been unwelcoming, it's just it's just not welcoming. That's two different things, isn't it? It's not, you know, you can be proactively unwelcoming. It's not that at all. It's just sort of people head down doing their thing. But I don't think the High Rocks scene has caught up yet in Scotland or in Glasgow in terms of training facilities. It tends to be CrossFit gyms offering a High Rocks class, but only if you're a member the rest of the time. And I'm like, well, I don't want to come and do, you know, 100 quid a month mm. is not going to be... I'm not going to get the use out of that. Whereas if I could pay to go to like High Rocks classes, and I'm sure all of this will explode over time. Glasgow's just been announced again, and and yeah, are you you in Glasgow? I'm not because I'm doing the London Marathon. I didn't want to. It's quite close in time, Mm -hmm. and I've got a focus there. I want to try and get good for age for Chicago, and I really want to Mm. dial my plan in around that. So 
that that's why that was the other reason for Manchester. They hadn't announced Glasgow yet, and I thought by the time it gets there, it's going to be close to London. Yeah, which it is. Um, yeah, so so that's the plan. Tell me about your sort of future ambitions and goals within High Rocks because you have sort of you've achieved at this level already so early. How do you keep motivated to keep trying to improve and, and get into those marginal gain territories? Well, th- this is why I've gone back to this sort of this base build block now. I haven't I haven't not been training for High Rocks for over a year now, so I just felt like I needed to go back to base training, which is. You know, again, well, yeah, trying to get marginal gains, really, seeing if I can squeeze anything else out of doing the, the, the mileage. It's where I came from. I came from higher, you know, 50 miles a week, I suppose, into high rock training, and it, it paid off on that first attempt at yeah. that world record. So I know that that sort of higher mileage into the specific high rocks territory, which is like you you know it's it's the one kilometer reps it's intervals you know sort of 600 meter flat into a 200 meter hill um short recoveries um and that compromised running which is <laughs> for your listeners the compromised running is a buzz word we use in high rocks all the time it's running on heavy legs yeah and as a runner you think that you're automatically going to be good at this because we always run on heavy legs don't we you know, that yeah. cumulative fatigue we get with our mouth and training, that's running on heavy legs, isn't it? But it just has no bearing on how you feel doing high rocks. No. I thought I'd, I'd be okay. It's not it's um, not even it's not even like running on bad doms. It's it's more the only thing I could give as an analogy would be I've done triathlon. A, a couple of years of triathlon and the only thing I could liken it to is a brick run off a long cycle yeah. or a very intense yeah. cycle when your legs feel like they're not attached to your body mm-hmm. but they're somehow still yeah. moving that's the only sort of familiar thing that, I could yeah. draw on and that's a great way to train and I use the watt bike into the, the the runs to make them compromised all the time um watt bike is very similar to that you can get you know the, the power you can push through watt bike is similar yeah. to a sled push and then having to run off that, you know, it's it's creating that level of fatigue in your legs that m- makes you slow those one kilometer reps down. Yeah, and it's such a weird feeling to run off off the bike if you've never done it before. It just feels like you have no control actually over your the function of your legs. It's a very strange thing unless you want to get drunk and try it. Probably would replicate as close as you could get. So you're you're in that marginal gains territory. You're sort of come in, you've cashed into this world just at such a, a pace, Sam, and, and it's only getting bigger. So I suppose you would need to be a bit judicious as well about how many races you can do in a block as well if they're going to crop up more and more frequently. Yeah, I, I don't know about you and your listeners, but I find if I'm going to race, if I've got an A race, as a 10K race coming up, it's my A race, I need to do two 10K races, you know, in the, in the build up to that. To, there's something about racing that just gets me, seems to get me fitter. It's like a magic, it's like a magic pill, isn't it? Something about racing that just taps into that system that you just get those adaptions from. So, you know, adaptions take anything from 10 days to you know, two weeks, don't they? So as long as you program that in, um, and it's the same with high rocks, if, if I race, I just seem to be fitter off of it. Yeah. It's just, I think you just work so much harder, don't you? Yeah, and you're thriving in that, like, high volume of competition. And I'm the same. I, I do not train anywhere near as well without races along the way. I like to pencil in not as many as I can but at the right time 
because those efforts fuel me probably emotionally as much as anything else. I just love the competitive bit of can I go and turn up mm. and compete today. It's not I'm not winning age group or setting world records, but I am. You're always looking to get better, and that's that doesn't matter the level you're coming from. That's a yeah. common thing to both of us. I can't have you here and not pick your brain for the many listeners I have that are doing high rocks, and I know we we've got quite a few in the community doing Glasgow. I am obviously at Glasgow. Oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you'll be turning up like the Queen, waving at people. Are you, you going to come and um, at least say hello when we're in Glasgow then? 100%. I'll count your laps okay. for you so you don't have to do maths. <laughs> I will absolutely be there. I will absolutely be there in a spectating capacity, but I will not be racing whatsoever. The spectating at High Rocks is, <laughs> I mean, I love racing, but the spectating is, I find, really exciting. Especially you'll have, you know, you've got obviously lots of your listeners that will be running. You'll have them in this, you know all these waves throughout the day and you'll be you know it's really tiring actually yeah. spectating yeah well I'll maybe put all my feet energy. up and do it it's such it's a bit like London isn't it a bit like the London Marathon the energy the you know the, the the atmosphere is just hyped and you just walk away from spectating at London absolutely wiped don't you as if you run it yourself and yeah. it's the same I think spectating at High Rocks everyone I know is in the still in the offer what have I signed up for stage with the High Rocks because it's most people's first time doing it or anything like it. So you sign up because everybody else is signing up and then you get to the gym and you go, oh, no, is that what that actually feels like? So this is what I want to pick your brains for on behalf of, I suppose, two groups of people, right? So we've got runners. That'll be most of the people listening to this. Advice for them. You're going into the gym. All you've really done is run. Where are you starting? What should they be doing? How do you think about a a training split? When Take me as an example. I, I run five days a week. Okay. If somebody's coming from four or five runs a week, what kind of split can you get away with at a minimum and what would be the optimum? Um, well, you, again, you don't need to get specific. You, you, what, what have we got? Eight weeks to Manchester, is it? Oh, you know yeah. I think it's eight weeks. So you, you should now be getting specific. So up until eight, okay, maybe 10 weeks out, you, you don't need to be doing anything more than you're doing now. You're doing your five runs a week. Um, Eight weeks out, I always say to my clients, you need to be able to commit more time to me. Five sessions a week is going to be minimum. You know, can you do double days? Uh, you know, what what can you what time can you give me? Because we need to fit in. Uh, ideally, you've been doing your strength training as well. I have been. Um, but we, yeah, so you've been doing your strength training and your running is, is at a decent level. So we now need to bring in the, the specific moves, which is practicing all the elements um, on their own and then the compromise runs which is practicing the elements from let's say row run row run row run um lunge run lunge run you know and yep. it then becomes very real this is far harder than you thought you'd signed up for oh, it really is and there's a couple of the movements in particular that just highlight my lack of strength and like burpees that is a killer for me oh the burpees, so my tip for burpees is, even if you're very plyometric and you're very explosive, don't be. <laughs> don't, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it needs to be paced. It's the same. We have to treat it like a half marathon. Nothing, yeah. you can't treat it as an individual element. You can't think, I'm brilliant at the run, so I'm going to smash the runs, or I'm brilliant at sled push, so I'm going to smash that. Everything needs to be that controlled, consistent effort. You don't want to spike the lactate. It will if you if you run the first rep hard and you hit that ski hard, you will feel with lactic and then you it's game over. 
And how many days a week would you have people running from eight weeks out going and less running, more strength, more of the movement, more of the specific stuff? Yeah, I mean, I would do one in one good interval session. So it would even be kilometer reps or something like I said, 600, 600 hard, 200 heel on, on a treadmill out. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like a 60 second recovery, repeat five, six, seven times. So a good interval session. Um, I still keep my long run in at this point. I would still keep my long run in. I would drop that about six weeks out and start to bring more speed okay. in. Um, which, you know, on your runs, this is more speed. But I, I'm sure you guys are all aware, as soon as you start introducing speed, especially as a sort of an older athlete, we have to be really careful of injuries. So it's a, it has to be progressive, you know, make sure it's planned. The compromised sessions, yeah, you want to be doing three of those a week. It's not far away from what I've read up on is there's more and more information appearing online now for to guide you in higher ox training but what I have found and I've actually taken help now from somebody who's been through higher ox and got a bit of a plan on the go because what I did find is that I was ending up taking things from different places and the higher ox site's got some workouts but you just end up picking and choosing the ones that look you know oh that you like. I, fan I fancy that one instead of that one's disgusting yeah. let's have a go at that yeah. um i mean a lot of gyms don't have the sleds so you you have to think about how can i you know how can i emulate having this i don't know if you've got a sledge at yours no, that's the only thing they don't have but I, i've been lucky enough to have access to a couple of gyms through the ambassadorship that yeah. that do and being able to use theirs yeah it's the same if i have a client that doesn't go to a gym that has a sledge sort of eight weeks out now they need to be going to the gym that has a sledge and using yeah. that you know once every seven days if they you know once a week if they can if not you know be 10 days but you've yeah. got to be using that sledge and using it as a session so like today my session today i've done um this morning i did a nice easy run out it was lovely today down here in england uh i did about i don't know 35 minutes really easy <laughs> and then into the gym and i did this is a little bit too much to start with. I would suggest people start at six, six by one minute, but it's basically sled push for a minute, rest for a minute, six reps you start with. I was on 10 today. I'll probably go up to about 15 minutes worth of minute yeah. on, minute off, minute, minute off. And then this evening I've been back and done another easy run. So just the three sessions today then, Sam? Just the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that. That, and that, in case you're wondering, listeners, there's a difference between being an age group or a record holder and surviving your first high rocks. So let's just go somewhere in the middle. Be like Sam, but don't be Sam. <laughs> the sled session was only, it was like a minute on minute. So it was only a 20 minute session. So I did like the warm up really was the run out. So that that's that, you know, easy miles box ticked, warm up ticked, ready for, you know, I did a little, little bit of activation and then straight into the sled. I, I need to I need to do some more on the, the sled, particularly the push. The pull is actually going okay. I find... I don't know if yeah. that's a technique thing. I've really, is, yeah. I, that's okay. The push has been very hit and miss and just feel like it's tilting up. And it just depends on my body position. Mm -hmm. And I know how low down do you get in it. There's a lot of learning even just on that, isn't there? Of familiarizing yourself with what works for you to move it. Yeah. I mean, it's the same as a runner. We know, we know about triple extension, don't we? Everything's from the hip, you know, it's the same. It's the same with the sled push. You need to think about any sort of, leakage at all so you need that triple extension if you, your bum's too high and you, you know have a have a look online get have a look at some people pushing sledges and get yourself into that position yeah. and it's those small fast steps 
But yeah, you need that line through from the heel, through the back of the knee, through to the hip. And don't be too shy to record yourself because I've I've learned so much from recording myself and putting a couple of videos on of people pointing out whether you're comfortable doing it or not, what you think you're doing in your head or what I think I'm doing mm -hmm. in my head. And then when I watch the video, yeah. it's often not the same two things. I'm like, oh, that was a good no, squat. That was yeah. that was bum to ground. And then I look and I think, oh my God, that's about four feet away from where I thought it was. So that's another good point. So the last exercise is wall balls, as you've just said, and you have to go parallel. So that's the that is the the standard and if you don't you'll get a no rep when you're really tired you've done your eight kilometers this is you know you're well into the race by now being able to squat to parallel throw hit the target catch you know yeah. <laughs> on a very fatigued body is very different to doing it in training so yeah, yeah it's just it's repetition 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 with wall balls and what about i suppose i should ask in case there's one or two weirdos out there that listen to this podcast that don't really run i know there are some that don't run and they go to the gym a lot so what about if you're coming at from that end and let's say you're at the gym yeah. five times a week and you're not mm -hmm. running so that's like my friend who's just i see her running by the house sometimes in the dark she doesn't want to be seen running in the daylight that's how that's how she's feeling about it but how how did they start to broach that world when it's maybe not yeah, been a thing sure. I've, I've i've taken on a couple of clients this week that are exactly that um they're doing the strength background i mean I don't know if your runners are aware, there's all these random words now for, for sets of exercises like AMRAPs and EMOMs, you know. You know, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, 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 like it's wild. And they write it up on a board and expect you to know what it is. And I'm like on Google. I genuinely am in the gym on Google going, what the hell? All right, as many rounds as possible. What is an AMRAP? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they, they sort of come from that background, but they're running, you know, I don't know, 30, 30 to 35-minute park runners okay so that that sort of level there's plenty of people coming in from that background and i think they're the people that have actually got the most to gain there's so much i can do with these people yeah because if you can get their running to a level they've already got the the strength to do exactly. it yeah the running is is the key if you want to if you want to be able to compete at a good level if that's your choice in high rocks the easiest way to get those times down is to improve your running you can spend you know numerous sessions pushing and pulling and burpees but it's the running that's the it's just what about 55 percent of the race sam don't you be going film park run full of big muscly guys with no t-shirt on that get great at running because of you I, that's my world <laughs> no it's your space i'm no i know what's next for you what's the next race uh, so manchester and then vienna is the european champs how far apart? Two weeks. So Manchester will be sort of like just a prep Siramat, ready for Vienna. Um, and then I've got uh, Glasgow, obviously, yeah. because Glasgow this year was the fastest course in Europe, I think. It was super fast. I was due to go. They released, as you know, they release, and we might not know, they release an athlete guide a few days before, and they'll send you a plan of the run route, and they'll show exactly where all the stations are, um, and they'll tell, me, tell you how many laps you're running. And they sent the athlete guide out, and it looked like a chopping board. And I just thought, that's really going to be a slow course. I'm really going to go. I'd already paid for my ticket. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I won't go. And then it was super fast. What would make the difference between a fast course and a sluggish course? 
Yeah, so the the course it gets it does get congested. So yeah, number of people on the course. They now ask the slower runners to run on the inside and the faster runners to run on the outside, like you would on a running track now. So you overtake on the outside. Um, but if it's congested, it's it's it just slows the whole race down. Don't think I had thought there would be a variable and course set up to how quick mm. you go, but I suppose uh, yeah, it makes sense. I suppose even cornering, depending on how many times you have to corner. And the Glasgow, because it was shaped like a chopping board, I think at the bottom there wasn't any cornering really. It's sort of they, they just seem to fly. The, the run times were really fast. The other thing that slows again is a variable is what we call the rock zone, and this is the transition period from running around the track. You come into what we call the rock zone before you go into your functionals. Um, and the rock zone again is a timed section and. If you're on a big course, it generally means there's a large rock zone, which again means your race time is going to be a little bit slower. There you go. Every day's a school day. Well, I'm yes. fairly confident that I'm going to PB in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, you will. <laughs> one and done. What is what is the target? Oh, there is not one. Finish. Genuinely finish. <laughs> the target the target for me is all wrapped up in London Marathon. So, oh, okay. So it's like what the, is your target for London? So sub 320 would be good for age for okay. Chicago. And I've only yeah. done one marathon before and it was 329. So Ooh. I've got nine minutes to find from me. Um, going to find it? I should do. Well, I, if I train well and I get favourable enough conditions in the day, with the day we had in Edinburgh was so hot for the marathon, like abnormally hot at that time of year. And it just absolutely killed me towards the end yeah. um yeah i was delighted with my time and and uh, there but i was on track even at the halfway point for about 316 and then the wheels just came mm. off and it and when they came off they came off spectacularly like i don't remember the last 10 15k or so don't remember finishing <sighs> didn't remember getting my medal was completely gone wow okay so, so hopefully you'll have a better experience but it's the strength work I think that I need to, to to just give me the stability. I'm 42 as well. You're not, you know, you know yourself coming through. The different, it doesn't slow you down, but recovery gets tough. And if you're not doing the right things, your body just, my body just packs in on me. Lifetime of football mm. injuries are starting to catch up if I don't do the right things. So everything to give myself the best chance. So that's my only goal. I don't have any time because I've got nothing to base it on in Manchester. So I wouldn't know. I don't even know if I can find out what would be average for my age. I'd like to be better mm. than average for my age, but I don't know what that is. So I wouldn't know, but I mean, they say the average time is one thirty. So okay, as, as a whole, as a whole. Yeah, well, then if the average time is one thirty, my time is one twenty nine twenty nine. When are you doing the sim? Four weeks <laughs> yeah. out now that you told me. Yes. <laughs> Full sim, and can you make sure you message me and tell me what it is? Oh my god! Well, I don't have a sled, so there you go. Full sim <laughs> minus sled. I mean, I will need to go to one of these gyms where they have it. I found actually the sled is so variable depending on where you are as well. Like the sled, the, the carpet, everything. I'm like, that one felt easy last week and now I can't move this one. Okay. Whatever feels heavy in, in training, it will feel worse on the day. You have to be training with, yeah, I'm sorry. You have to be training with heavier sleds. <laughs> so depressing right what we'll ask you what your target time is for the next one i probably shouldn't ask the world champion is it one second quicker than you went the last time well i, I raced in london was that two weeks ago and i ran in a in the pro i did a 67 43 um because i've actually lost my pro world record right now to an australian lady i wasn't going to mention um, it and yeah i, I will <laughs> and she ran 
back in August. She ran 67.33. And in London two weeks ago, I ran 67.43. So we're really close again, which is yeah. obviously really fun. Um, I, I, I didn't realise it was 10 seconds. I didn't realise it was that close. What day is the Ladies Pro in Manchester? 26th, isn't it? Saturday the 27th. That's the one. Well, I will be there to see you getting that 10 seconds, I am sure. Are we on the same day? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Do not bloody lap <laughs> me, Sam. Remember? <laughs> well, the men's open, are, are they're, they're normally the first off, so you'll be off at, you know, first I might still off. be going. Depends <laughs> <laughs> how many no balls you get, no reps on the wall balls. If I'm crying and lying, mind your business and move on. I've had clients on wall balls that have taken 12 minutes, and these are these are... I mean, by the time my clients get to the, the race, they're, they're fit guys, yeah. girls. 12 minutes to do 100, well, 75, 100, 100, I think it was. It doesn't shock me because of the fatigue levels. When I've done sessions with a lot mm. of them in them, you start off feeling great. And But I was making a mistake at the start of trying to do, if it said 40, just trying to batter out 40. And I've quickly realised that if I do four sets of 10 with... Not yeah. a huge gap, but just a, I, I do better over over time. But yeah. it's all just such a learning curve. It is. It is. It's a massive learning curve. And you just have to stay under that red line all the time. And you're exactly right. If you step over it and try and push out 30 reps when you should have stopped at 20, yeah. it's that trying to bank thing all the time. Do not think you can bank anything, really. I know. It's, I've had it, a couple of people, top-end athletes we've had on here, runners talking about the same thing in a marathon like there's no such thing as banking time in a marathon you're just you're just basically taken out withdrawals from the bank too early and that's and it will come back and get you you're gonna fill up you're gonna fill up before the end of the race and yeah. then it, it, it's um just really uncomfortable i had a really um bad experience in amsterdam about four weeks ago I was trying to break into, we have something called the Elite 30 now. It used to be Elite 15. We now have Elite 30 rankings, which is not age group. It doesn't, you know, they're not interested in whether you're 49 or 29. If you're fast enough, you get into the Elite 30 rankings. And then you got you have the chance of being invited to what they call majors. They're doing six majors this year, and they are putting up £42,000 worth of prize money. And... They're inviting 15 men and 15 women, and you all take a cut of that $42,000, which is great. Uh, I love I love the idea. It's amazing. So I went out to Amsterdam specifically to try and sneak into the top 30, which meant I'm now racing the clock, which you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. You know, you go out a little bit too hard. You, you, you know it's too hard, but you're racing the race, and you feel fresh as a daisy. Um, and then by the time I got to lunges, which is about station five, maybe it was, yeah, same as what you experienced yeah. on your, on your mouth. It was dizzy, seeing, seeing black dots, very unstable. And I still had one more run to get through and just, it was a, just an accumulation of over pushing. My yeah. prep wasn't great. My fueling wasn't great. And then, yeah, just a disaster. I ended up in the medic's tent for about 40 minutes. Last question I'll <laughs> ask you about this, but that's an interesting one I hadn't even thought to ask. How do you fuel the race itself? So, I, I treat it like a half marathon or a 10-miler. Right. Um, so I, I would on a 10-miler, I would always have... Um, so if, if we're racing at, say, 10 o'clock, 
Um, I would normally have my breakfast, which is my normal breakfast, which is always porridge and berries and banana and maybe, you know, a bagel. And then I use, I know you guys will all know about this. I use Beat It. Obviously, you know about you know about yep. nitrates and, and the proven benefits of, of nitrates. I've, I've used it for years. Um, so I would take my Beat It two hours out. Obviously, caffeine. Um, I take yeah. caffeine then 30 minutes before and then on the line if a 10 mile i always have a gel and then i'll always have a gel at about 35 minutes in and is that and from the, is that in the rock zone or have you got that on your person no you have to carry everything so okay. if you want to carry any sort of isotonic we have to carry it basically i can't carry anything so i'm gonna have my short shorts on and no top how am i going to carry anything <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I promise you, I will have, I will have maybe even a long sleeve top on. I am not exposing the people, the good people of Manchester, to that site. This has been fascinating learning because you're probably saying things that you think are perfectly obvious because you're in that world. Mm. Where to me, you've said three or four things, and I'm thinking, right, that's not what I was thinking. That's not how I was planning. So that's that will help a lot of our listeners to at least shape some form of plan if they don't have a coach or they're not part of like a group doing this and i know a lot of them are part of groups but a uh, absolutely invaluable and i'm so grateful for your for your time but you don't get away so quickly because we've got two ways that we finish this show with every guest so i'm going to ask you a series of 11 quick fire questions and then i'm going to get a song from you from a press plane run podcast playlist that sits on spotify ready to go uh, yes on your marks Favourite running shoe of all time? Oh, it has to be the Puma Deviate Nitro. Favourite training route? Well, I live I live in, you know, very close to the back roads and I love a country road on a nice frosty cold morning, so yeah. So the back roads My of Essex? The back roads of, yeah, the back roads of Essex. Proudest running moment? You're not having high rocks for this. It has to be the 10B 10K. I was running in an England vest and uh, it was just the most amazing, but one of the best, the best probably experience, running experience of my life. Followed by worst running race or experience. It was a London marathon one year, the hottest year, like you said, the uh, hottest year we had years back. Didn't adjust the race plan. <laughs> no. Don't practice, I don't practice what I preach, you know, didn't adjust the race plan. And yeah, you know, so you know what it's like from mile 16. And I think I ended up spending nearly two hours in the medics tent that day. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> That's, there's so much learning in that kind of moment, isn't there? Sometimes you just need to write off the plan and adjust on the day. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've already discussed this, but go to race nutrition. So I use, I use cysts. Cystis gels. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Beat it. I load through the week on beat it. So I'll do. You know, if I'm racing on a Saturday, I start loading on a Monday. Um. I take two shots the race morning. Caffeine as much milligrams per kilogram of body weight I can. As much as you can fire in. Uh, and yeah, gel gel on the line. Even if I'm running a five miler, I still have a gel on the line. I think it's it's just the process, isn't it? If you could run alongside yourself as a beginner runner. What advice would you give to yourself? I was always a heel striker when I started and I've worked and it's such a, it's just, you have to keep repeating it, repeating it, don't you? Until it becomes an unconscious process of getting onto that sort of midfoot. So I would have done that earlier because it's a, it's just, a, it's a game changer, isn't it really? If you can just get off that heel strike, that break. One inspirational Instagram profile you never skip by. I need to find this because she, she's older than me and she's just amazing. Hanalee Signorini. Yeah, she's just, I mean, look at that photo of her and that little gold dress. She's flipping 58, <laughs> this woman. She's 
insane. You see, watch her do her workouts. I just, honestly, watch her do her workouts. That's depressing me even looking at her pictures. Yeah, so I'm shouting out to Fitter Stronger. Number eight, Sam, run with or without music. Do you know what? I've only, the last, since I've, been, since I've been back on this running sort of the last two weeks, is the only time I've ever run with music. In the whole of my running life, I've never used music, but I'm loving it now. What's I think it's because I'm, slow, I'm slowing the runs down and therefore they are boring, aren't they? But actually, once you've got your, your, your ears in and, and you're running nice and slowly, I, I can't think of anything better. I go, yeah, I go podcast on these runs because if I listen to music, it makes me unintentionally speed up. Ah. So, yeah, it, tends to, it depends what you listen to. But number nine, favourite park run? Well, Chelmsford. Are you saying that as if there's not any other ones out there? Best tip to get out the door to train when motivation's low? J- don't think about it. You, you get you get your kit ready the night before, get it on and go. Don't even think about it. Number 11, we're going to tailor this for you. We would usually ask people mm-hmm. to finish this sentence. I press play and run because. You can press play and run. You can press play in high rocks because. I can press play in high rocks because. Um, well, I'm, I'm quite good at it. <laughs> <laughs> really? I had not noticed. Yeah, that's that's as good a reason as any. And by the way, forty-two grand as a prize pool is not enough for what they put you guys through. So hopefully, more sponsorship gets in tow for those majors, and that gets bigger. Sam, final order of business: we've got press play and run playlist. It sits on Spotify. So we are on to season three of the podcast. There are thirty odd episodes and songs up there. This would be a track that doesn't tend to come out your training playlist if you were in the gym or something that gets you going, gets you through the hard yards. What's it going to be? So it is Giant uh, Calvin Harris. Nice, nice. Bit of credibility to the playlist. It's getting stronger, I feel like, after a few ropey early choices from trail runners. Never asking them back on. (laughs) They're not real runners anyway. They just go out and snack. Um, I'll (laughs) I'll chop that out before I put this episode out. Sam, Last thing is just to say thank you. You've given me so much of your time after we got over the audio issues at the start and getting you on. But this has been a fantastic chat. I've learned loads and I can't wait to see what you do next and to meet you in person. I will make a point of hunting you down and saying hello before you get going. I'm sure you do. Um, but thank you so much. You've been so generous with your time and I wish you every success in finding those 10 seconds. Thank you. been great. Thank you to you, the listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Press Play and Run podcast. You can really help to support the podcast by subscribing or following on your podcast platform of choice and by leaving a review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Press Play and Run Podcast and to add the Press Play and Run playlist on Spotify. We'll be back every two weeks with new episodes and please be sure to keep an eye on our Instagram page to find out which guests will be joining us. Until then, keep getting the trainers on, press play and run.